This episode is brought to you by Patreon, specifically the Comic Pop Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash comic pop and find out more about how you can keep the lights on here at Comic Pop. And don't worry, we've got plenty of fun rewards, including early access to videos and weekly updates about what's happening here at the studio. That's patreon.com slash comic pop. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes the friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals. A mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police, but a crusader for law. Hey everybody, welcome off the Rackham Sal. I'm Tiffany. That's right, we're starting right now. Welcome to the live show where we take comics from this past week, recap, review them, let you know what we thought about them, and then uh, we talk about books that are coming out next week we think you should buy. I'm Sal. I'm Tiffany, which we uh, said. We did? Yeah. All right, well. Welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, before we get started, I want to give a couple of uh, top-of-the-show reminders. Number one, the show is entirely funded by a number of things. We can't entirely rely on AdSense and like just people watching the shows and then clicking the ads. We're not clicking the ads, but just having them there anyway. Uh, it's just not sustainable, and so as such, we have to diversify our portfolio, so to speak. And so we do that by having this live show where we can interact with you using Super Chats. Uh, people pay a little bit of scratch to have their question or comment read on the show. We uh, feel it's at least kind enough to incorporate those into the show. Mm -hmm. We try to make it organic so it's not quite as uh, intrusive as all that. Um, but it's a lot of fun. We hope you will participate if you are so inclined and if you can afford it. Uh, speaking of affording things, if you can, uh, we're also entirely funded by a uh, little endeavor known as Patreon. You probably heard of it. It's an ongoing Kickstarter effort that people have uh, creatives use to finance their endeavors and keep people like you happy with the things that we make. So go to patreon.com slash to get early access to videos like back issues, uh, up-to-date weekly uh kind of like behind the scenes goings on on the operation let you know a little bit about what's going to come out so a lot of people actually knew about the show because the update went out this afternoon so people knew to come here and uh, and, and and wait for the show <laughs> thank you for waiting thank you for waiting it's really my fault that's fair uh, also <laughs> uh you know if you if you are a fan you know you might have also would have enjoyed today's episode of The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, which is another sister show of ours. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a great show where we take some books and just kind of like, well, you can get into it. Check them out. Yeah. Um, but Back Issues for this week is coming out. And it's already there, over there on the Patreon. So you yes. watch now. It's a, it, and it's exciting? Yeah, it's Avengers. Because oh. Endgame comes out this week. Oh, nice. So That's a good call. Thank you. Good yeah. Call. We've shot so many that I was like, I, know, I don't a lot. remember what anything is nope. and when it's coming out. For example, uh, by the way, using those super chats, Bright Blue just said, "Fine, you robber barons." Thank you very much, man. <laughs> Fine comment and a good contribution. Nice way to kick off the show. Uh, so, all right, let's talk about some books that came out this week or this past week that we want to chat about. Uh, I want to talk just briefly about uh, Daredevil number four. Okay. From uh, Chip Zdarsky. Yes. Uh, this book is crazy and dark, but without being in any way similar to the darkness you'd come to expect from like. The Brubaker, the Bendis, the Miller era. Mm -hmm. um, by the way, uh, Marco Cicchetto does this incredible pencil work. It is sketchy, but proportionate and realistic without being like Alex Ross kind of stuff. Uh, it's just very appropriate for a Daredevil book. Grounded, yeah. you might say, but still allowing for the fantastic. Mm -hmm. uh, in this issue, uh, Punisher has rescued Daredevil from being arrested because Daredevil murdered, well, he accidentally manslaughtered, you might say. Yes. Uh, somebody got killed on his watch. 
Uh, he's the guy who did it. He beat the guy too bad. Too hard. Oh, yeah. That was like the, the first issue, right? First issue. Yeah. He's still dealing with the follow-up from that. And I think that's, that's going to be like the whole crux of the series. That's fair. I mean, a man, Catholic a person dude killed somebody died. By accident. Like... He's going to be dealing with that for the rest of his life. Ooh. So you got Frank. He swoops in. Frank Castle, that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Punisher swoops in, rescues Daredevil, brings him to his safe house, along with uh, a snitch who might be able to tell him about uh, the Owl, a gangster and Punisher Ooh. slash uh, whoo, uh <laughs> Daredevil villain. Yeah. It's a great interaction between the two of them. Punisher's kind of like, all right, you're killing people now. Welcome to the team, man. (laughs) And Daredevil's like, God damn it, Frank. I hate you so much. And the two of them get into a pretty big brawl. Uh, Punisher tries to prove Daredevil's horseshit tactics by being like, I'm going to kill this guy. And Matt's like, come on, don't do it. And he's like, all right, I won't. You're free. Sets the guy guy free. It's like, off you go. It's going to be hard to get out because we're in a kind of a labyrinth, but good luck. Guy immediately goes for an AK-47. Frank pops on between his eyes. Okay. And Matt's like, damn it! You didn't even give him a chance! He's like, I gave him more of a chance than I've ever given anybody. That's better than them getting into a brawl because Frank tried to give him, like, a Punisher pin. He's like, here you go. Oh, it gets worse than that. You're you're part of the club, man. He is part of the club because basically the two of them get into this fight and Mm. it's ideological but also physical and it's pretty dope. But uh, at the end of the day, Matt grabs a couple of pistols and he's like, you've no idea what I'm capable of. And if I were to go to your side, I would be unstoppable. The line is, you may be a demon, but I'm the devil. <laughs> and then blows up his safe house and then takes his t-shirt and wears it. So now Daredevil is a kind of Punisher. Does he not have anything else? He was not wearing a shirt at the Okay. Time. But it's also like... a symbolic gesture being like, I'm going to go F some, F some shit Hold up. Hold on, I have a very important question. What happens to the Punisher van? Uh, we don't see the van. He's in a safe house. Okay, so my so guess the is the van, van's in a... The van's a, safe. I'm, I'm assuming the van's okay. safe. He has lots of vans. <laughs> well, they're kind of easy to get a hold of. That's true. <laughs> but it's a great book. Pick it up. If you're, if you're not on board already, you should be by now because yeah. people are going to be talking about this run. People are going to be talking about it like, oh, what's your favorite run? Oh, I love Bendis. Oh, Bendis. Is that even in trade anymore? Right. Zdarsky. Right, right. Which is great, because I know you were a little lukewarm on the first issue. You weren't really I was. sure um, where Zdarsky was going to go with this. I'm really glad you stuck with it, because yeah, I think Spider-Man had something to do with your sticking with it, and I'm yep. sure we'll talk about that at some point. Absolutely. But... Also, uh, our Elseworlds Exchange episode in which Chip Zdarsky actually was kind enough to That's join us on the show. Probably another good one. Yeah. I- I'm sad I missed that conversation. Me too. <laughs> I'm-, I'm hoping to do a sequel where you take the lead because he really wanted to talk about art and I'm really not good. I'm like, I like the books where they look cool and they punch each other. And he's like, yeah, I'm trying to do a whole kind of like uh, Art Nouveau thing but going on. No. What? <laughs> he's not doing Art I'm Nouveau. like, he doesn't do Art Nouveau. No, he doesn't. He was actually, <laughs> we talked about the covers for Life Story and how he's like, okay. you know, he- he's like minimalism and he's like, I, yeah. want it- I want it to be like striking and he's like, out of every book on the shelf, like, my book is always instantly recognizable from, like, across the room. Yeah. Which is exactly what you're trying to do. You're trying to get people from across well, the yeah, room. Yeah, that's more like book. a poster than anything else. And yes. It's very smart. It is smart. Every comic book cover, for me, like, my favorite ones are posters. Yeah. Are things that you should blow up and put up on the wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, anyway, jumping into the Super Chats a little bit before we move on to your book. Jack sure. O'Connell says, I don't know if you're reading it, but Aquaman is great at the moment. I've heard good things about Aquaman, but I'm not... There's only enough hours in the day, right? But right, uh, right, but right. I will I will I will dip my toe in the pool, the aqua pool, as it will. <laughs> this pool is water. Yeah. And uh, Aquaman. <laughs> Brandon Hogan says this channel means a lot to me and helped me get into comics. Thank you, Comic Pop. Also, happy belated Easter, Brandon. Thank you so much for saying that. I really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, it means a lot to me for you to say that because like it's nice to hear it. 
um, you don't get a chance to really have this kinds of interaction, so I'm glad we got it. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much, and happy Easter to you, or happy Passover yes. to those of you out there, you mashugas out there. Uh, I could say it. I worked in a yeshiva school for a little while. <laughs> uh, but yeah, hey, uh, welcome to the comics world, world man. Uh, it's a it's a wild ride that'll break your heart, but it's a it's a hell of a toboggan ride. <laughs> uh, and uh, Estel Thani's here. He says hi. How's it going? Hope you had a good week. We certainly did, sir. Thank, thank you so much you for so joining much for us your chat. here, and of course over on the Purple Channel, yes. where Tiffany is in Where'd charge. Last night, Tiffany lost her son. Yes, your son. You've abandoned your child. You I, have a Daniel Plainview. Of God I of legit War. abandoned him to poison. Yeah. Oops. Uh, Mike Chronic wants a Spider, a Life of Spider-Man spinoff. You're getting one right now, man. It's a mini series, but like it's you're gonna see every decade. I bet they want ongoing. Listen, you don't because you don't want too much of a good thing. Mm. You know, we all love ice cream, but too much ice cream. Yes, yes. You know, but but I I don't blame you for that. Yes. Uh, so yeah, what what did you read this week? I wanted to open my stupid seltzer. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> it's not as cool as when you do it. Um, this week, uh, let's see. What am I going to talk about here? Um, let's talk about uh, Old Man Quill. Okay, yeah. Uh, this is uh, in the Old Man series. There's Old Man Logan, Old Man Hawk, Hawkeye, and yeah. Old Man Quill. You've been kind of like big into the Old Man series. I really have Which is been. funny because you actually co-host the Old Man Logan episode mm-hmm. of uh, Back Issues way back in the day when we were at Funny Books. Yes. So like we started your love of Old Man. Yes. Insert name of character. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, this is written by Ethan Sachs with art by Ibrahim. Uh, Ibrahim Robertson. I'm so sorry. I, I think it's Ibrahim. But probably I'm just wrong. Which yeah. is fine. Um, don't forget last issue, um, the Guardians all got captured and they were taken to where Taskmaster is raining yes. and they're in like an arena and they run into Spider-Bitch and they get thrown into the arena and Fing Fang Foom shows up. Yeah, he's got like a big mind control thing on his forehead mm-hmm. and basically they have to fight Fing Fang Foom and he's like spitting acid everywhere and like the like phony little Avengers that are there. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, like, a guy dressed up like Thor and Captain America and Captain Marvel and all this stuff. They're getting taken out left and right. Like, they're just dying in hilarious ways. Yeah. And, um, basically, um, Spider-Bitch's whole scheme is to get a weapon and actually assist the Guardians because she's like, that's probably my best bet out of here. Yeah. Um, and, um, Gamora has a plan and the plan is for Peter to get a hold of one of the drones because there's, there's Fing Fang Foom, but then keeping everybody in are like drones oh. and other things. So I thought those were like broadcast drones. They were no, like showing they're, everybody they're the gun drone or gun drones oh. so that if anyone tries to leave, they're shot. Sure. Um, so Spider-Bitch throws Peter up onto um, the spider, or the, the drone, I should say, and then Mantis creates a um, psychic link, like Martian Manhunter would, mm-hmm. between the teams, so they can all talk to one right, another. Right, no Bluetooth here; it's all psychic. Exactly, yeah. and uh, Rocket talks Quill through re like programming the drone so he can use it okay. as a weapon, and he does use it as a weapon, and he opens fire on a bunch of the guards, and then is just like, "Hold on, I have a plan." Oh, and no. he turns it on Fing Fang Foom, because that's what they wanted to do in the first place. And he shoots the mind, the mind control, control thing. device. Okay. While this is going on, um, Taskmaster was like, ooh, ooh, this is going really well. Let's call Doom, because I think I'm going to get a promotion. Oh, we sure. We should see what's going on. We should totally check this out. So he calls him up. Madame Mask is there. And he's like, I, hey, 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 I'm just checking in. just want to show you. I got those guys everybody's worried about that they're causing rabble rousing and all that stuff. Look, look. Look what's happening here. And then it just all goes to hell immediately. Yeah, Foom's free. Yeah, Foom is free. And he's just, he turns to Quill and he's just like, oh, do you expect me to bow to you as well? Yeah. And Quill's like, nah, man, I was just kind of hoping you might 
eat clear a path eat the guys who were holding you Mm -hmm. and not me and he was just like done (laughs) i have no genitals yeah Bing Bang Boon just like basically just starts blasting his way through uh, guards, people. He didn't care. He's getting out of there. Sweet. And then uh, Spider Bitch goes and attacks Taskmaster, takes him down a peg, and basically takes control of everything. Sure. Again. As she wanted to. Yeah. Um, yeah. Quill has a moment where he's feeling bad for himself again because like he's just like, oh, like one of the heroes dies next to him or heroes. And he's just like, another person I couldn't save. And they're like, Dude. Get over it, Quill. Right? And so Drax really lays into him. He's like, I had a family too. <laughs> Remember my, my daughter and my, my wife, mm-hmm. Thanos killed, and we will hear about till the end of days. Yep. Um, he's just like, I lost them. And um, so what I'm saying here is get over it. Right. Yeah. Okay? Like, you're not the only person who's lost things. No. And like, we don't need this right now. We need Peter Quill. Right. To help us out. And he's just like, okay. And he like pulls himself together and off they go. And then we like check in. With, um, like, Spider-Bitch, and she's okay. like, okay. And they're like, they, she still has the arena running. And, like, like her, like, assistant's like, oh, I think you're going to like this next one. And they release Taskmaster into the arena, and he's right. just like, oh, come on. I'm old. Leave me alone. And then they open the doors up, and it's the Venom Tyrannosaurus Yay! that comes out. And, like, it's just it literally in, like, the, like, creepy Venom, like, font just rawr. <laughs> I'm like, yay, Venom T-Rex is back. And that's it's just, they dope. just, that's it. They just show us that, and then that's over. Um, we then also see that, like, word of, like, Peter Quill and the Guardians is spreading, and people are starting to think that maybe they should fight back against mm. Doom. And that now is the time, that kind of thing. And um, then uh, the church sends uh, Pulsar to go after Quill. Okay. And so that's where we left it. But, like, kind of fun, you know? Like, I, I, I get it. I get Quill being, like, whiny and, like, eh, I got to get over it. And, like, he's get working towards it. But, like, I know he wasn't going to spring back, but this is a miniseries, so I'm like, yeah, Kind of got to spring back a little right. faster than that. But we do get really cool visuals. The rest of the Guardians are written really well. Um, and, like, their, like, personalities come through and their age makes it all the better. Right. For most of them. Cool. So. Nice. And Venom T-Rex. Right. Plus <laughs> Fin Fang Foom. That's dope. Yeah. That was incredible. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, Jack Rudy says, you excited for Bendis Batman? Anything but King. I'm on the, I'm, I'm on the same page. Uh, I am not the biggest Bendis DC fan right now mm. though I will say that like his writing is when he's excited and when he cares mm-hmm. still still there yeah he's still talented yes uh, so his Batman while I have not read much of it because I read like the one issue that was like it was buried in reprints from the Walmart book yeah. I was like I'll just wait and sure enough there's going to be a trade and I'll read that and then I'll decide whether I like Bendis Batman and you know what I gotta say like Part of it could be, like, he gravitated towards wanting Superman, A, because he's one of the most recognizable characters, but also it's it's a little more out of his wheelhouse, and sometimes creative people want that challenge. Yes. Whether or not it works out for them, it does help them possibly in the long run. Totally. Because, like, this could help him, like, get past, like, either a creative block or, like, spark the desire to write characters that we would prefer to see him possibly yeah. doing. <laughs> that would be nice. Uh, yeah, I think he'd be very suited for like a street-level character like Batman, especially yeah. if he wants to like try and actually bring him to a street-level character give him status. Nightwing. I would like that, but like Dandidia would not. So I know, but they should give that. him Nightwing and just leave Bendis in Bloodhaven. Yeah. No, I love that idea. Just like, just Bendis go... Haven. Yeah, Bendis Haven. <laughs> that would be a haven. Uh, Flashpool says, if Daredevil is Punisher and future Frank is Ghost Rider, we must complete the circle and Johnny Blaze can be Daredevil... Or everyone's favorite, Danny Ketch. Yes. <clears throat> I mean, it would make sense for a daredevil stuntman <laughs> who drives a hell cycle to be called daredevil. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So I'm just saying, I think you're, I think you're onto something right? here. Yeah. And as if Sayed says, love the channel and oh. you guys make my day. Well, thank you very much, thank man. Thank you. You made our day. Thank you so much. Uh, so, all right. Uh, there are some other books that came out. I'm not going to get heavy into this one. Justice League number 22. Okay. Written by James Tiny the fourth. Uh, he's doing. That cover, man. Woof. Oh, it's a mess. Every Legion that's... of Doom title has been terrible. That's a shame. Um, and that's, it's that's, also. That's like a legit shame. And it's I... Francis Madipole. Doing the cover? I, you know, I don't know. It doesn't look like his signature. No, it definitely doesn't look like but his signature. But Francis Manipal does do the interiors, and they are, you know... They, they're not bad. They're they better. Fan. They're good. No, Francis Manipal is great. I'm not a fan of the cheetah face I'm looking at right now. But... No, it's pretty rough. Uh, but Look, here's the thing. I can't draw a cat either, so... Right. I'm and, not gonna... And he can draw most things. <laughs> as far as the cover is concerned, doesn't say. But, That's uh, fine. Um... No, Francis Manipal did the cover. So, maybe he was in a rush. In any case... Uh, the story basically is, like, if you were on the fence about whether or not Scott Snyder was given the keys to the cosmic realm of DC, if it's like, oh, I know that, like, Jeff Johns is kind of, like, building towards something and setting up this, like, new history of the DC universe, that kind of thing, like, oh, what's it, where's it going to go? Mm -hmm. And you were like, oh, is, is Johns not really in charge anymore? Like, I know he doesn't have that title anymore, but is he just writing now? Oh, uh, yeah. Because this book retcons everything everything it's the book is called the first crisis and it basically cements his overly complicated looking character perpetua as being one of the progenitors of everything she created the anti-monitor and the monitor and like and and more and more other things uh, also they reveal that the legion of doom had bat might as like a counterbalance to mixius pitlick which of course makes sense uh, but yeah, uh, we see the origin, like the creation of Barbatos. We see the the where the Anti Monitor like got all gross and became Mobius and took over the Anti Life Equation. Like we see all this stuff. Ironically enough, references a lot of those things that uh, John set up in things like Dark Side War. So oh. you're like, oh, because. I think Snyder's just a nice guy and likes to play ball. And he's like, listen, you set these things up, I'm not going to throw it all away. Right, right, right. But uh, if you want to know kind of like the official history of the DC Universe through the lens of crises, then read this issue because it really is. And by the way, Snyder didn't even write the damn thing. He gave it to James Tiny the Fourth. But Tiny does a nice job of like dealing with characters that are larger than life. And mm -hmm. basically, Perpetua is responsible for why like things are, are crappy. Right. And it, it's it's a whole thing. I, I don't want to get into it too deeply because, again, like, it's a whole thing. Okay. And it requires you to really just, like, get into it and talk about, like, does it make sense? And I'll let the eggheads really figure that one out. For me, like, I just want to talk about the story. So, like, right. as far as whether it actually stacks up in through the, through, like, in, in the realm of, like, Final Crisis and what the monitors are all about, they don't come up. But uh, if, if you want to talk about Final Crisis and Crisis Limited Earths right. and what Wolfman was doing and versus Johns and now Snyder slash Tynion, I don't know. But it kind of fits, especially if you don't think about it. But uh, it's I, 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 I'm, I'm hyping this up because I think this issue is going to be a lot more important than people are treating it. Okay. Because it really is telling you, like, what happened and what it's all about. Right, right, it's right. It's pretty right. important. <clears throat> okay. Uh, so also, I, should, I didn't read it, so. I mean, like, you'd think it was boring. And it was. How but, like, 
nothing happens. Uh, <laughs> Estelthani also back says, Bennis is the best at what he does. And what he does is ruin my favorite runs. <laughs> Rest in peace, Uncanny X-Men, 1963-2018. He did rough up the X-Men. Uh, but that was, and that's one of those things, by the way. Bennis is like, I haven't done the X-Men. Let me try that out. He yeah. just shits the bed. Yeah. By the way, the first volume, though, of, of, of X-Men, all new X-Men, I dug it. I was like, oh, this is kind of neat. When he brought in the 05, and it was like, interesting. Mm-hmm. It got away from him as it as it is wont to do. Um, <laughs> all right, guys, this is a little out of my hands right yeah. now. I am losing control. Yeah, of the situation, <laughs> and uh, I need some help. But I'm yeah. not going to ask for that because I'm Brian Michael Bendis. <laughs> but uh, Ooh, yeah, okay. but I, I've been I've complained about uh, Bendis enough. Yeah, uh, that's fair. Particularly based on my acquisition from the other day, where I picked up this. And you guys yes, know if you're a fan you of this show, you know how much I love did. this book. That happened. Yeah, why'd I pick up that? I don't know. Stay tuned to find out. Right? But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, moving on, uh, Drew Chester also just helping us out. Thanks, Drew. Thank you. So, uh, <clears throat> what else did you read this week? Oh, by the way, I recommend it. Like, if you, you know, I think every book I've, I've, I've said so far, I recommend. I'm just talking about recommendations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, I read a couple of things that I know we're going to talk about together in a minute, um, but I feel like I should bolster my reading a little bit more so you know how sometimes i just i read things that uh are just trashy and silly yeah yeah hold on everybody because i read xena warrior princess number one hey (laughs) because i can't help it i was like seriously all right right fine dynamite oh yeah no dynamite's not a bad publisher no i know but still you're putting out Xena. Xena right now. Xena should be great. And it... it that of, universe lends itself to comics. It kind of was. <laughs> um, it's written by Vita uh, Ayala. With okay. art by Olympia Sweetman. Um, which is great because it looks it looks fine. It's good. all right. It's all good. Um, but um, there's also a cover by like David Mack. So if you're a fan of that. Ooh. Yeah. It's pretty cool looking. It's just literally like episodes of Xena. Good. It's just that if you were a fan of the show, you're probably going to be a fan of this. They attempt to um, write each character in their la- like in the way that they would speak, their cadence. Mm-hmm. Um, it falls somewhere in the time period where um, Xena was established as a show, and we got Gabrielle in her green and brown uniform, the, the and best before one. everything went to hell. Oh, good. Okay, they should just retcon it that it didn't go to hell because that show got really bad. So that's it. Like, look, if you if you want to read Xena, I'm really not going to go too much into it. It's literally it's Greek gods. the The issue starts out, and the narration is the opening to the title sequence from the show. As well, it where should it's like be. in the time of ancient gods, and I'm like, are you kidding me? You're like, I know that's I know that opening. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's ridiculous, and I'm sure it's going to be over the top and silly. And um, they're they're literally just diving into it. They're throwing like the Greek goddess Discord in there, who like I remember from the show, okay, runs and stuff. Um, and like she's in a town where there's like these like super strong kids, and it's because they made a deal with a god, and like so mm. they she has to deal with it now. But okay, yeah, do I recommend it? No. Only, no. Only if you're a big fan of, of the show and you're like, who wants to go down a walk down memory lane? Mm. I did for a second. Yeah, and you know then you I mean? did, and then it was done. And I was like, all right, cool, fine. Like, go for it. I don't know. It's it's totally, it's up to you. Fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, I read that. I'm not saying it's the greatest thing that's ever been written, but I mean, it you exists. you checked it out, and you don't recommend it. <laughs> I'm not saying I don't recommend it. I'm just saying if you're not a fan of that, you're not going to be a fan of this book. Yeah. Stefani also said it was interesting until it wasn't. <laughs> mm. no, talking about the uh, 
Justice League book. That's fair. Yeah. As, <laughs> apropos the uh, the Xena thing, the last time I saw Xena in comics was when she crossed over with the Army of Darkness. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no. neat. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. It was just it was just one of those like I don't know one of those like kind of like instant gratification kind of things. Sure. Just like yep, yeah, I'm reading that. I read Batman number sixty nine by Tom King with art by Yannick Paquette. You did? Yep. Uh, I thought I'd check in. Okay. Well, because I've been like, okay, I hate this run, and I hated it every like every, every new arc was worse than the last one, mm-hmm. and then this new arc is the this is the last issue. It's called Dark Reunion. It's the last issue of spinning its wheels where Batman has been in a dream for the last like several issues. So like, if you've been you know spending four dollars per issue, you probably feel like, why have I been doing this? Uh, well, you might continue to feel this way because this issue uh is basically batman pulling himself out of the dream Mm -hmm. he doesn't leave the dream at the end of this issue so don't get too excited but uh he does plan on leaving it at the end of it uh, after some revelations Uh, the whole issue is him kind of like reuniting with catwoman and kind of getting some closure even though it's not really catwoman it's a manifestation of his own inner securities right uh so you got batman uh kind of like dancing with Catwoman the entire issue uh-huh. and dancing around the issue oh, oh. of why, uh, what is Batman's greatest fear? Uh-huh. And uh, he thinks his greatest fear is like losing Catwoman or whatever. And she has some news for him. She's like, no, your greatest fear is that you, is is also your greatest truth or something. doesn't matter. He, she also refers to the whole suicide thing again. If you've ever read uh, I Am Suicide, Catwoman reveals that Batman uh tried to kill himself and the batman is his suicide note which is another gross interpretation of the character but uh in this issue basically batman comes to the realization that the reason why she left because that's all he wanted was the answer why Mm why'd you leave and she you know she's like i thought it was because blah 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 you know like all the reasons that she gave since batman 50 Mm -hmm. um but it turns out the reason why she left is because the truth is batman doesn't really love her and that bruce wayne slash batman can't love her he only loves the mission and the bat like he 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 doesn't love her and that's what oh. basically like the mirror reflection of like catwoman and all of his hopes and dreams says back at him it's just like you don't really love me you think you do and you think you need you need to but you don't and that's like the underlying reality and that and now it's time for you to wake up from your dream sequence and we can get back to the plot there was a little bit of plot in here where we saw bane and uh thomas wayne from the uh, a flashpoint future yeah uh, fighting, sparring, if you will. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, who's in charge? And they're jockeying for who's in charge. Kind of like teasing the reader, like, who's really playing who here? That was also in that book. Um, so if you think this whole run is a big slap in the face and it's like really insulting, uh, guess what? It still is. And, you know, so I, I try very hard not to read books that I'm not going to enjoy. It's why I'm not reading Superman by Bendis. It's why I'm not like reading Tom <laughs> King's Batman, but occasionally because it's my responsibility as far as this channel goes is to like be informed and know what I'm talking about is to read these things sometimes, even if like I only do it for my own edification, but because it's a review show and I read it happened to read it today. So, I was like, let's talk about it. So, so Batman's biggest fear is commitment, right? <laughs> Herp a derp. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So that, that's a thing. That's all right. Fine. Yeah. Don't buy it. If, <laughs> if you if you're not happy with it, like they DC thinks Tom King is like the cure for cancer. So like if you don't agree, don't buy it. Don't buy anything that you think is bad because it will only because they don't care if you like blog about it or write a tweet or do a YouTube show about it. Like they don't care. 
Right. If you keep buying it, they'll keep making yeah, it. Yeah, they're like, that's fine. And by the way, like, new issues are worthless. So, like, don't buy them first week. Like, just wait a month <laughs> if you're a completist. Um, Estelle Thani says, if you want to read Batman, what should you read other than Detective and Justice League? I mean, ain't that enough? You got two books that are both with Batman in them. That, granted, the Arkham Knight, but, uh, you know, Detective's a good book, and it's got good creative people on it. Mm -hmm. So if you want Batman, you got it. Hell, go to Walmart, you read Bendis' Batman. If you want, like, a hype writer working on it. Right, and Um, there's, um, like, a couple black, or at least Snyder's Black Label is going to be coming out. Yeah, there's also, of course, like, there's Batman Dan, which if you want to wait two years, you can get the next issue. Uh, You can get the upcoming Snyder book. You can, And more importantly, and this is something that I always recommend, because if you're a comic book fan, if you love comics, like then you're not just waiting week to week, month to month for the newest issue. You're hunting for books. Yeah. So, like, DC Universe, the future's uncertain, but, like, they just added, like, 10,000, 20,000 books to their archives. Go back and find books about your favorite characters that you didn't know about. Mm -hmm. Those aren't bad. Uh, Going back and finding those comics and rediscovering titles... I recommend if you want to like do a deep dive in a book that you probably didn't read, grab Legends of the Dark Knight. That run with like Danny O'Neill on uh, Alan Grant, that run is so essential to Batman, and it's a fun little like flashback series that kind of like fills in the gaps about what Batman's like formative years were. Mm-hmm. Like that's solid. Check it out, and it costs nothing, like or next to nothing, <laughs> to read those books. Cause uh, nothing, cause you just steal it. Yeah. Don't don't do that. Don't steal comics if you want to see them keep moving on for the next decade. But uh, but go go into your long boxes or your virtual long boxes on Comicsology or DC Universe or you know wherever. Yeah. And and pick up older books if you're like man I hate Batman right now but I love the character what am I gonna do go find old books. Yeah. You know watch some of our shows I recommend a lot of Batman stuff so you do. within those Batman books there's something that I like so that's what I would recommend. Um, so I just did Batman. What, what do you got? Anything? That was it for me. Okay, fair the enough. Books that we read together. Oh well, listen. Spider-Man: Life Story number two came out. It's by Chip Zdarsky and Mark Bagley. This is going to be like Spider-Man Blue, where people are like, "Okay, name your top five Spider-Man book recommendations." Life Story is going to be one of them. Nice. So if you want to be on the ground floor, if you want to be like, "Hey, um, I was watching like whatever Watch Mojo becomes in five years." Uh, and they were doing a top five Spider-Man book, and they and everyone recommended like Life Story. I remember when that book came out, yeah. and I read it month to month. Like, you want to be on that, you want to be on that list because like, or on that ground floor because Life Story is so good. Um, so okay, this issue number two was the '70s with a gorgeously striking cover. By the way, Chip yeah. Zdarsky is not just a great writer; he's also a great artist, mm-hmm. and he jo- he does the covers. Yeah, they're, it's great. It's a great uh, iconic cover that like in like encapsulates the the seventies. Yes. What's funny about it is I was expecting a very quintessentially seventies book. A lot of the earlier Spider-Man books that I read when I was a kid, mm-hmm. when I was like feeding in, filling in the gaps, were seventies books because they were so cheap. Right, right, right. Because um, in the eighties, like more hotshot writers were coming in. Okay. But in the seventies, like that was relatively untu- untouched territory. So I read a lot of seventies book Spider-Man stuff where he's in college and he's like driving a moped and he's dating different people and you know he's fighting disco themed supervillains. And <laughs> you're so, like, I don't know what this is. Yeah, but I was like, I was captivated and for me, Spider-Man in the seventies feel has a very specific feel to it. Yeah. Uh, this issue is not that. It's something else but it does a really nice job of giving you this story that actually takes place in 77 it's not about like trying to recapture that feeling of books from like 40 years ago it's just telling you a story about where peter parker is 
basically 10 years after the last issue. Okay. And he's married to Gwen Stacy. He works for Reed Richards. Reed Richards is a broken shell of a man whose wife left him for a fish man. You can probably fill in the gaps. <laughs> Doc Ock was a villain, but Spider-Man slapped him around so much that he just basically said, no, no more. Reformed became an assistant. He works for Reed Richards and Peter Parker. That's great. It's a future I've never seen before. Harry Osborn, of course, is running Oscorp <laughs> with Norman behind the scenes in prison because, of course, he was Green Goblin. He got his ass kicked. They took off his mask and he went to jail. Right, right. Meanwhile, Gwen oh, no. is also a scientist. She works for Dr. Miles Warren, a.k.a. the Jackal. Now, when I talked to Chip Sidorsky on our episode of Elseworlds Exchange, I was like, what's the 90s going to be like? And he's like, obviously, it's going to be clones. Like, obviously, I have to do clones because, like, the 90s for Spider-Man is connected directly with clones. And I was like, okay, this issue is all about clones. And I was like, I thought you said <laughs> that in two issues, you're going to do clones again. Why now? Uh, and then I remembered that, like, Spider-Man clone Genesis, Spider-Man fighting the, the spider clone and bringing back Gwen Stacy from death, that was a big part. And it took place in the 70s. So it kind of makes sense. Wow. So anyway, you can probably guess where this is going. Gwen works for Miles. Yes. The two of them were his students. Uh-huh. Spider-Man gets a weird new costume that I... Here's the thing. They debuts the, this costume. Mark Bagley does all the art, and he's great. Yes. Um, it's... Such a weird... It's very weird. Terrible design. It's, it's basically Spider-Man with some stuff on it. Yeah. He's older. He's in his 30s. So, like, things are going to hurt a little more. Okay. So he's got pads on and stuff. My guess is that you're going to see Spider-Man's costume evolve throughout the series. That, right. Like, the first... So he can keep being Spider-Man. Right. Okay. And, and and because, you know, it's been 10 years, my aesthetic's going to shift. Mm-hmm. You know? So, uh, Flash Thompson died... Uh, Harry's opening up this club with his girlfriend, Mary Jane Watson, because Harry and Mary Jane actually did date. Yes. Uh, and Peter and Gwen, you know, Norman Osborn's in jail. She didn't die. Right, right, So right. Gwen and Peter got married, and they're both, like, nerdy science people who work for different labs. Meanwhile, Mary Jane is, like, a party girl, mm-hmm. and Harry is a drug addict uh, who's depressed oh. and feels the weight of the world on his shoulders. Yeah. Uh, so he he runs and he, he goes because he was invited by MJ and Harry. And uh, Harry's passed out already. And Mary Jane and Peter talk a little bit. And basically Mary Jane says, like, you're pathetic. And you abandoned your friend and all of us. And, like, you think you're better than us, but you're not. Wow. And because Chip Zdarsky read Spider-Man, he knows that, like, Mary Jane knows he's Spider-Man, but Peter doesn't know that she knows. So she's like, you took your spider powers and you, like, selfishly protected yourself and, like, caught purse snatchers. You didn't do anything. Right. There's also an undercurrent subplot. Uh, Cap goes to Vietnam and Iron Man goes to Vietnam and the two of them create, like, a Marvel Civil War over Vietnam. So, like, there's this whole civil war going on in Nam, and it extends the war farther than it should. That's, like, a way better reason. It's way better. Wow! And uh, so Spider-Man, when the last issue was, like, wrestling with this idea of, like, why didn't I go to Vietnam and use my powers? Yeah, 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 He actually bumps into Cap, and Cap's like, don't go to Vietnam. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, he feels resentful, and Mary Jane is like, Flash died in Vietnam. Right, right. Maybe if Spider-Man were there, he would have helped him. Like she blames him for a lot and she's just, but, and it's funny to see cause it's, it's Bagley's Mary Jane. Mm-hmm. So it looks familiar, but she's got like a feathered Farrah Fawcett-esque hairstyle. Sure. Um, but it's just, the whole issue is great. And in keeping with these characters, even if like these characters are making you sad, uh, 
ultimately, uh, Pete leaves Reed. Mm-hmm. He quits because Reed is miserable and broken and he's like he's hoarding his unstable technology like his unstable molecules technology he's like we should make this available and Reed is basically like people don't you can't just trust people with this kind of thing like if I like yes my clothes stretch because I invented unstable molecules if I introduce unstable molecules into the world that like the clothing industry will be destroyed like everything's delicate he's not wrong but Peter's an ideologist. Right. And so right. he's kind of like, screw you. Your wife left you for a fish man. Right. But I mean, like, a new industry could, like. Yeah. Oh, I know. But, come like, from that. yeah. It's not your responsibility to harbor yeah. and hoard technology. But anyway, but that's a, that's a, the, that's a, that's a <gasps> philosoph- philosophical debate. Um, they're cool. Yeah. Ultimately, uh, Harry gets, you know, basically goaded by his father into becoming the Black Goblin. Cool wow, new design. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Harry becoming his own goblin, not being like the Green Goblin again. It's not bad. Uh, he goes and attacks Miles Warren and Gwen Stacy. Spider-Man shows up. Oh no! Because okay, the idea is that like Norman knows something about what Miles is up to. Oh. So Harry blows up a wall in Miles's lab. Miles is like, no, don't do it. The wall explodes, and within the the the, the wall are a number of clones. Oh, look at that. Uh, and Harry's like, you're not supposed to make multiple clones. You're supposed to be working for my dad. And he's like, yeah, well, like, <laughs> I have my own reasons for doing this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Harry and Peter fight, because Norman tells Harry who he is. And ultimately, the two of them reconcile. Okay. It takes, like, two pages. I was pages. like, why the hell would they be fighting? Yeah, well, because, like, they're ridiculous. But it takes, like, a page and a half for them to realize how stupid that is. So then Harry says, like, screw this. And he throws the pumpkin. He's like, I'm not working for my dad anymore. Screw this. He throws the pumpkin miles at the clones and destroys them. Yeah. And that's when Warren reveals... Because, like, you're thinking, like, oh, Jesus, Warren made, like, a a clone to, to bang. Yeah. And he's like, no. Like, Gwen was hurt. And so I put her in, like, a Bacta tank. And I cloned her for, like... Because I needed to help her, but I have this other clone, so no one would notice. And you married her, the clone. Yeah, and then eventually I'd wake up real when, and then she'd probably run away with me. And you're like, oh no, Ugh. oh, and one clone made it. It was Peter. You mean Ben Riley? Well, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so ultimately. Peter, like, the, the Ben Riley clone and the Gwen Stacy wife of Peter Parker leave together. Because <laughs> they're like, screw this, we're not real. So they bail. And Peter is just broken, and he's living with Mary Jane. And it's a kind of echo of the end of the original clone Genesis in which the Gwen clone leaves... And then Peter is, like, going to fall apart in his apartment, and Mary Jane won't leave him alone. And it's, ugh. It's so good, and you've got to read it. It's just such an excellent series. Uh, I can't wait for the 80s. You know, the cover looks great. Ooh, it does. And, of course, it's it's the black suit. Yeah, it's the black suit. You're going to get also the whole war thing. It's great. I assume, because the black suit and its coffin, Craven the Hunter, Last Hunt. 
<laughs> Room full of spiders. Room full of spiders buried alive. <laughs> it's a great series. Buy it. Wow. I like Buy I, this book. Don't uh, just listen to me tell you it's not no. worth it. Wow, wow, wow. As Delvani says, uh, uh thanks for keeping th- thanks, keep being awesome, guys. Thank oh you, gosh, Estelthani, thank for your you. incredible generosity and also Crazy. keep being awesome yourself, man. Yes. Will we cover Uncanny this week? I didn't read any Uncanny this week. I've actually I didn't been even see that it came out. I'm having a really hard time. Oh, it's Comicsology's website is a disaster, uh, uh, and because they don't help us out and they're not like letting us like sell books to you guys using a promo code, like I have no problem telling them that their website's shit, and they need to get their shit together. I just want to pull this. But uh, yeah, no, and they did them before, and it actually they used to have a pull list when they first started. Yeah. And I created one and then like I removed the books, but it still kept emailing me and you couldn't remove yourself from the email list. There was no way to physically remove yourself from their list. I had to like ban Comixology's into- like basically DNS in order to keep getting, keep from getting those emails. Wow. That's how bad it was. Uh, but uh, I'm basically avoiding X-Men until Hickman comes on board. <laughs> okay. Uh, so yeah, but I will try to check it out. Uh, I, I, everyone's loving Age of X Men. Uh, I'm not like the biggest. I, I'm not excited for it because I'm like, what I want? Why would I want like a, a like a low rent House of M meets like Age of Apocalypse? But uh, you know, I, I've been wrong before. There you go. Uh, War of the Realms number two came out. Yes. Oh wait, did you read um the end of the Avengers thing? Didn't that come out too? this week avengers yeah like the book avengers oh no road home no i didn't read it yet oh i did i thought you had no how'd it go it i i you know what i like i had okay so let me by the way no road home weekly series never was late let me roll myself back here for a second um i really didn't read this series i read all of issue six i read most of issue seven i glanced through eight and nine Mm -hmm. and then i read ten fair enough um we all know why i read six Conan. Because Conan, yeah, you thought that was strange, but no, Conan. No, it's Conan, because they were in the Hyborian realm, and that was pretty freaking cool, mm-hmm. let's be honest. I had a good time with that. I thought it went really well. I also don't want to ruin it for you if you hadn't had a chance to read it. Fair enough. Um, but, but it's a great series, it, weekly. I, I really wish you had read it. That's fair. You can just talk about it. It's okay. I don't. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Cause like, it's I know all... where Conan ends up. Yeah, Conan ends up at the Savage Land. That's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. Um, I really wish you had read this because I really wanted to get your thoughts on this mm. because it, it really ends up being all about Vision and he's talking with what's your face. Yeah, he's in the House of Ideas. I saw like yeah, they literally mentioned the House of Ideas. He mentions Marvels. He literally basically creates things and like it's like the comp the characters come to life yes and like and it's like it's i saw that like page kind of incredible and like that i i i just i don't know how to feel about it um because like i'm like on the one hand i think it's really cool and i'm like i just don't know if it's like trite mm. but i don't think it is no i think I it's actually legitimate and, like it's really really like it's written by people who know what they're talking about and yes. that, whose opinions i trust when it comes to marvel yes and honestly the spat the splash page of like Everyone. All of the characters coming together and fighting. I was just like, that is so like quintessentially like old school Marvel. Yes. Like these images of like the universes coming together and not worrying about who's writing who and like not worrying about who's fighting with who. Just yeah. everybody coming together for one common goal, regardless of the fact that right now we are doing World of Realms simultaneously. But this did just come to an end, so kind of good timing on their part. Yeah. And who knows about the timing? But like honestly, like just seeing the teams and like like just visions like understanding of creation and 
like humanity and like I, mean, I guess like also like metahumans to some degree and sure. like what it means and like why she isn't the end of everything right and that like you know sure like you know at the end of the day yes she may come back because on the other side of light there is the darkness yeah. but like we'll, this is nicks you're talking about. yes like like we'll still there'll still be someone here like to to, to fight back basically yeah. and it's just vision who goes in there and it's just i don't know i thought that was really cool yeah like i don't know i i i kind of dug it and like i wish i had actually read all of this because i think to be truth be told I would have enjoyed this run of Avengers more than I think you might have. Oh, I love no. I, I mean, the book is good. Okay, uh, I was and I like it. Built about the team. And, I like, love it characters. more than Jason Aaron's Avengers. Okay. I find Jason Aaron's Avengers to be boring. Okay, that's fair then. Um, but I gotta tell you, Nix's design. Every time I see it, I just love it. Yeah. Because she's like, it's like old school Greek goddess. Right. Very, and it's you're meant to think of that. Very, very like interesting, and like they do this really cool effect with her like and like using monochromatic black and white imagery with her and having vision on top of that in his full color yeah which is just a very striking striking oh, definitely. visual um but like also like a lot of like sort of like wink fourth wall breaking on vision's part without him actually talking to us it's right. more it's an implied which i appreciate because it's like it's, it's the subtlety well, it's less it la- it's less lazy it is less lazy like you know but like they the fa- the moment they said you know he's he mentions like heroes and he's like Marvels. Yes. And I was no, like, no, no, no. I'm like, what? And then he mentions the House of Ideas, and I'm like, oh, no, it's genius. <laughs> so it was just, it was a lot of fun. I, 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 yeah, I read that. I didn't realize you had it. I'm sorry. No, so no, I had read you... another book. Yeah. Um, I, I thought it was great. Just a good time had by all. Kind of like a heartwarming story. Right. And Conan gets to be in it. And Conan's in it. And Conan and Wanda. Oh. What a great possible relationship. It oh. doesn't happen oh. because they're both hooked, like hung up on things. Right. To- didn't you read six? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they totally almost, like, mm-hmm. kiss and bang. Yeah. But then they don't, because he, he's still hooked up on belief, and she's still with Vision. Right. And she's like, I can't. He's like, neither can I. I'm really still sad about this whole thing, because, like, Conan's going through some stuff right now where he's just like, everything, anything I care about dies. Right. And I don't understand why, like, that, and, like, uh, he mentioned that earlier, but, like, why, like, all these monsters and stuff like that don't. Right. And then he goes to Savage Land. Yeah. He's just killing dinosaurs. I'm like, <laughs> okay, why not? Right. So, all right, there you go. So, if you missed out on this, like I did, I picked up at six, pretty much made it through to the end. I I, I think I want to go back and read the rest of it, or maybe I'll just wait if you're going to do a back issue. We will do a back issues, but, like, Where? it's not. It's going to take a while for the book to come out. That's true. But good, recommend it. Yeah, uh, I do. War of the Realms number two. Yes. Jason Aaron, Russell Downerman. Uh, the war rages on, and it's like fun. Who'd it have is. thought that? Yeah, and I gotta tell you, um, I know we're gonna actually get into the story, but I don't want to forget to mention this. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about the art? It's good. It's really good, and, and it does something I haven't really seen done too too much in comics. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's the um, artist or the colorist i almost want to lend it to the colorist more mm-hmm. the utilization of a gentle blur effect on some things in the foreground of the panels yeah really like is very eye-catching and mm-hmm. creates far more depth obviously in the panel but it draws it felt like it was drawing me in more so yeah and I... like it gave the book almost more weight because it creates this like cinematic quality mm-hmm. almost i don't know yeah it, it's a it's a tactic a, a device i've seen used but only like sparingly or incompetently because it's like oh it's a new thing i'm gonna try it yeah um it, this felt like a george perez book but like with more 
uh, modern uh, uh, panel composition. What's funny is I felt like the art style itself was more Frank Quitely. Yeah, well, it's it, the characters look like Frank Quitely designed them. Yes, or it's like the line art. There's something. It's a, there's a delicate nature to mm-hmm. that, which I always feel right, like but he has. There's also like a weird hyper detail to it. Yes, but like everyone is still beautiful and it, it works. It really does. Uh, but it feels like an old school Marvel book while also still maintaining its art. It, it's uh, it's modern, you know, sensibilities. Yeah. I think it's why they have Arthur Adams drawing the covers. That could be. To remind you of, like, classic Marvel, but right. being like, this is classic Marvel, mm-hmm. but it's also new. Right. Because, like, we talked about uh, Thor, uh, no, uh, X-Men Asgardian Wars. Mm-hmm. And Arthur Adams mm-hmm. did the later art. And you were like, and <laughs> it's easy to dismiss it with old school coloring, but when you saw the pencils, you're like, holy shit. Yeah. This, like, guy, this, is sti- this is new art. Yeah, and that blew me away seeing the pencils in the back of that book. And, and it made me sad that this that book wasn't published with enhanced pencils instead of having the inks on top. Yeah, the inks are... Do, the don't inks do kind of ruined it. They do. But, uh, but no, those... those uh, but Arthur Adams is like, there's no mistaking it. And there's no, like... There's no mistake as to why... They want you to think of that. Yeah, yeah, But yeah, War of the yeah. Realms feels like an old Marvel event, but it's good. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> jumping into what actually happens in this story, it's just the war keeps going. Right, and we get, like, a moment there where it's almost Hearts of Darkness. Yeah. Because it's Wolverine and Punisher. Wolverine and Punisher, <laughs> and hey! And the van! And the van. <laughs> What's like... No Ghost Rider, though. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the the Dark Elves can be hurt by a special, like... Uh, just iron. Iron. They're, and, they're weak against iron, which and is... And Frank's got plenty of that. And uh, apparently, also adamantium. Well, like Wolverine's like, does this work? Apparently, yeah. does so. stabbing them with three no- with three knives happen. Uh, <laughs> so you got Frank and uh, Wolverine teaming up, and yes. you get a great little like fourth wall breaking. Like, hey, heard you were dead. Nope. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Cap takes down an entire frost giant by himself in a beautiful two pan- two panel sequence. Like, it is really uh, there's like a two front war. Like, there's like the big cool showy shit. Yeah. And then there's also, like, the Roxxon executive that takes down the network, so, like, people can't yeah. communicate with each other. Well, it's not only that, but it, like, really destroys Wakanda's ability to actually help out right. in, like, a grander sense of evacuation. Yes. And that's what they're trying to do. The whole crux of this issue is they're trying to evacuate everyone yeah. from the city so they're not, like, slaughtered yeah. by Lord of the Rings. Basically, yeah, Lord of the Rings is attacking. Um, but, like, Malekith's, like, really come at this in an intelligent way in which he's attacking them not only, like, in a physical sense magical and also the technological like he's hit them on all yes fronts and yeah. it's pretty spectacular like this plan mm-hmm. it's a hell of a plan yeah uh also odin didn't die no which i was just like that makes sense yeah and he makes nice nice with the valkyries and just goes right in also valkyrie yes. from classic marvel yeah shows up to help uh jane foster is also like free of cancer i guess i missed that one yeah well, she uh, went to chemo right but like uh, they, they implied she's done like that that's over Everyone always hopes that. Right. Well, I, I, I don't know. She was terminal in the last just, okay. couple of series. I just kind of, but anyway. But this she's is, like, I'm going to help. I'm, I'm, I'm part of this. Yeah, by the way, this that image. Of, of Odin and the Valkyries riding in. Is just unbelievable. Yep. Put any, like, I'm sure everybody heard all different music. Mm-hmm. When exactly, that yeah. Metal or classic. It was metal for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Doctor Strange is trying to teleport people out of there. Yes. Not working. He but, does reference uh, the, the Jason Aaron room. I know, by the way, like, I, I, you know me, I love Aaron Strange, so, like, I was just like, this is like a little hug. 
Yeah. Like a little hug. He's like, I'm trying to, like, Doc, can you get everybody out of here? He's like, it's going to cost me. Well, it's like, it, he, he references two things. He's like, that, that spell's got a hell of a cost. Yeah. But I'm willing to pay it. But I'm honestly experiencing some uh, performance issues right yes. now. And that's because of Malakath's, like, witches that he has that are, like, dampening the magic mm-hmm. in the area. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ultimately, something gets screwed up, and the Avengers are basically teleported away. Well, it's not that they get te- like, screwed up. Um, Jane Foster or Blade runs into Blade the witches, kills the witches. No, he or... doesn't. He gets caught up by them, and then yes. Jane Foster shows up. They take out the witches, mm-hmm. and then Strange is like, "The spell is working. Yeah. Get everyone out now!" Mm-hmm. But he loses control of it because it... it's too strong, and it pulls more than it should have. Yes, including um. The Avengers are there, and some of the Asgardians, but not the Valkyries. No, just Freya and Odin and everybody else. Yeah. Uh, so they regroup on Avenger inside the body of a dead Celestial in an arc that I hated from Jason Aaron. And uh, basically, they're like, "We gotta, we gotta fight this war on multiple, on multiple tie-ins. I mean, fronts." And so <laughs> there's a tie-in of like fun street-level characters, Luke Cage and Iron Fist and Wolverine can team up, and right. Spider-Man's gonna get his own now, tie-in and stuff. In terms of okay. We have this issue with tie-in. I'm not a fan of tie-ins. Nope. But, like, worry book to have tie-ins, this does make sense. Mm-hmm. Malekith does come at them on multiple levels, but there's only so much they can show us in this book. Yes. I get it. Fine. At least it it makes sense narratively. Whether or not I am going to pick them up is a mm-hmm. totally different conversation. Yep. <laughs> uh, Sif mentions that Heimdall is uh, <laughs> in need of some assistance and Daredevil lends a hand. Yes, because he's blind. Oh, a blind man who needs to see. Come here. Yeah. Come talk to me. Yes. Uh, also, have you heard the good word? <laughs> about making like, blind get, men see? Get the hell out of here. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Valkyrie uh, fights valiantly but is uh, slaughtered by Malekith. Yeah, all of the Valkyries die. And, and since Freya is going to go off and find her son... Because Thor is the key to all this, according to Loki. Yep. And Odin, um, Odin shows up, Ugh. does nothing, and gets waylaid. And Freya's like, "No, oh, that's good." Yeah, that sounds about right. Thanks. <laughs> I'll just, I'll, just, all right. I'll, I'll take care of this. Yeah, now. I got this. So she's gonna go, but she's like, "All right, so Odin's gotta go do the Odin sleep in order to heal. I'm not gonna be here if something happens to me. Someone has to be in charge." Jane Foster, you and I are the all mother. Right. I was like, what? That's cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's dope. And uh, so, yeah, it's just a cool Marvel event, and mm-hmm. I'm digging it, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, very much so. It's going to read really well. Yeah, no, I agree. And this is like, this is an instance, I think, where it's like, this has, this is a better executed, but has the same enjoyable spirit of everybody working together that Monsters Unleashed had. Yeah. All like, right. Much better far better execution i, I would say 100 <laughs> percent. but that spirit of everyone coming together because we got to take care of business right and i'm like that's cool and that's what i, I dig about the marvel universe and that's what i dig about events usually is like everybody coming together and yeah like working towards a common that's goal. what we all want to see yeah um though i will say both two of your favorite marvel writers worked on both those events it was jason aaron does this one <laughs> colin bunny colin did the uh, so Estelle Thani mentions regarding the Uncanny X-Men run, he says Cyclops is a literal Cyclops now. Yeah, you got to poke his eye out. Uh, Juggernaut uh, joins <laughs> the X-Men. Oh. And uh, Rain and Joseph are dead. Yeah. Which, good riddance. <laughs> oh, no, not Joseph. Yeah. Although it, does, it is sad to see Wolvesbane die. Because <laughs> Wolvesbane, all she wanted was to bang that poor Asgardian wolf. Uh, oh, that's so true. <laughs> Maybe she went there. Maybe she... Yeah, maybe she's a warrior. Oh, she can't or go to... Or Malekith killed her. She can't go to Valhalla. That's over. No. Which, that's messed up. Yeah, that that's was another so, thing. By the way, Aaron doing the thing that he does best, talking about, like, or, like, taking Norse mythology and, like, playing with it, of course, but, like, when he mentions that, like, it's just, like, the Valkyries would ferry 
warriors to Valhalla. But now all the Valkyries well, are dead. Like, he's like, who takes the Valkyries? Right. No one. I'm like, <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. It's really cool. So I always got to leave a couple of Valkyries behind. Right. You always got to leave someone to, get to guard the base. Yeah. Cash money in the bank. No, I'm sorry. Mr. Roboto says, at work, off topic. You ever visit the secret stash? Yeah. I go there at least three times a year. Uh, we have friends there, so like now we go there a lot more. We not only visited there, but we had our uh, photos. First, yes, our first look wedding uh, for our wedding was there. Yeah. We have some, some sick wedding photos taken there. <laughs> um, I visited there the first time in 2000. Uh, they were closed when I got there. <laughs> it took 45 minutes to get there, and there's been a blizzard, and they were closed. There, and there was no sign that said, I assure you they're open. We're no, open. there was a sign that said... Uh, I assure you we're closed. Yeah, no, the, the, there was a handwritten sign on the door that said, closed due to pipe backup and overpowering stench from next door. That's what it said. I'll never forget. Because every time I told oh. that story, people said, did you call first? And I was like, thank you. Well, Cash- there's no way you could have known that. No. Anyway. Cash Money in the Bank says, I really enjoyed War Scrolls number one. Several smaller stories that tie in in a meaningful I ways. Pick that up. I haven't had a chance to, to go through yeah. it yet. They don't feel adjacent or forced. Daredevil story is really cool. I'll check that out. Now, see, the only reason I picked it up, and I, I couldn't tell, and the reason I, I, I did it was my own curiosity, um, was that in the listing, Marvel said that this one was a necessity. Right. Like, when I looked at the Punisher one that came out, it didn't mention anything like that. So I was like, I don't know if they're doing this as a ploy for me to purchase this or honestly, because it's like, you probably should read this right. issue. I'm sure there's like actual information in there. So I, I did pick it up. I just haven't had an opportunity, honestly, to right. read it. Uh, also, I read Naomi number four. It's by oh. Bendis and Jamal Campbell. Uh, uh, actually, David F. Walker and Bendis worked on this one along okay. with uh, Jamal Campbell. Uh, the art's great. Story's fine. Uh, they promise that they're going to tell you Naomi's origin, and they don't, uh, in true Bennis fashion. This is the book that clearly Bennis wants to write. Uh-huh. Uh, it's well-written. It's uh, got a fun mystery, I guess, right. s- steeped in the lore of DC books that Bendis read. So it's par for the course. Right, right, right. Uh, it's one of the best series from DC right now, uh, probably, in terms of new characters. Oh, okay. I was like, uh, what? <laughs> yeah. And Naomi's doing a good job. Like, it's just it's neat. Okay. You know, uh, there's no there's no super heroics. There's but they do reference the the Rand Thanagar War in the exact same way that Bennis would refer to the Kree Scroll War. So get used to that. Uh, <laughs> now uh, recommending books this week, I got very few. Okay. In fact, I only have one. Okay. Uh, they are Batman. They are Batman Noiring Gotham by Gaslight. So if you're not familiar with Batman Noir or Batman Black and White, they got a big black and white book. Yep. Just pencils and inks. Yeah. Uh, Gotham by Gaslight from Brian Augustine and Mike Mignola. It's hardcover. Oh, okay. I can see why they might do that. Because honestly, you have to have art that stands up really well without its coloration to, to make that work. And I think Mignola yep. can do that. Uh, also, we have Batman uh, Black Mirror by Jock. Yes. And of course, as we know, Jock's inks are incredible. I don't know if you saw that tweet yes. that he put out. If you, if you haven't already, go uh, on Twitter. Go to Jock420. Yeah. Which, uh, I think it's his birthday, by the way. Uh, he was told that 420 is, like, a joke. Well, he's British. And he was like, oh. Like, you know what I mean? He isn't, like, it's different. Yeah. Like, they don't have that police code no. over there. Um, But, um, no, he tweeted out, like, uh, next issue of The Batman Who Laughs, and, like, he basically had all of his inks on the floor, and he had done the whole issue in 18 hours. And I yeah. was like... Took him 18 hours to do the whole issue. Are you kidding me? Like, you're, you are a machine, sir. Yeah. He's amazing. Anyway, but... But yeah, so pick that's it up. the noir thing. That's pretty cool. It's cool. It'll, uh, I think it's like 30 bucks. Oh, okay. 
Um, also, don't buy Heroes in Crisis number eight. Comes out. Uh, Clayman, hopefully we'll get a good book one day. Right. Uh, the cover's gorgeous, but again, Heroes in Crisis is a trick and a trap, and it's hurting DC. Don't buy it. Don't read it. It's okay. bad. Hey, Benny, what's going on, man? Welcome to the show. <laughs> Oh, hey. crap. Benny jumped into the Super Chats as oh, well. Oh, so. crap. All right. Sorry, I missed those. you, man. Do uh, Hey, are we doing the weekly pool tomorrow? Just curious. Also, what were your thoughts on Super Sons? No, wait. Batman 69 and Super Sons. Um, I haven't read Super Sons yet, but Batman 69, of course, a big waste of time. Uh, nobody, nobody should read it. Um, we are doing the weekly pool tomorrow unless we want to wait until next week to do Avengers Endgame. Oh. Uh, which probably makes more sense. Um, but, uh, yeah. Well, thanks for the Super but Chat, thanks man. Thanks for the Super Chat, Benny. We'll, we'll talk it up later about the weekly poll and, and all that. Um, True that. My um, recommendations, Mr. and Mrs. X number 10 is coming Yay. out. This is concluding the Mojo World arc that's been going on. Are they going to escape? I don't know, but we're going to find out. Um, this is written by Kelly Thompson. She does an amazing job. She truly loves these characters. It's really nice when the writers love the characters this much, so go get it. They'll probably this. They'll probably give Kelly Thompson like an X-Men event, so like, you know, help her out now yeah, before everyone hates her. You're going to want to get on board. Uh, also, Doctor Strange number 13 comes out. This is Galactus. Yep. This is Mark Wade. Nope. So, um, it's uh, whatever. Um, and I also just want to uh, mention also that Justice League Dark number 10 is coming out. My favorite magical book right now. Um, we're dealing with all of uh, Doctor Fate and the Lords of Order, uh, having gone off into um, whatchamacallit. Mm hmm. <laughs> And um, also, uh, Wonder Woman is attempting to find Mordru, the Lord of Chaos, in order to stop all this. Ah. So we'll see what happens. Um, they're all going to have to come back around at some point. Totes. And um, for you indie fans uh, who were a fan of Descender. Oh, yeah. Jeff Lemire, the Jeff Lemire book with and, Dustin Nguyen. Yes. Or Nguyen. They're making another series called Ascender. Oh, so it's a sequel series. It is a sequel series taking place 10 years later. Cool. So if you're a Descender fan, you may want to go and pick up Ascender. So... I just wanted to throw that out there, make you guys aware of it. Um, just if you were wondering, because I saw the name Ascender, and I was like, don't they? Yeah. It's just Descender. And click on it. Oh, no, it's literally just Oh, it literally that. is a So yeah. just as a heads up. Great. <laughs> so uh, with that in mind, we want to thank you so much for hanging out with us. With especially huge thanks to our super chatters out there. We are so appreciative. We are yeah. so lucky to have you. Thank you no, so seriously. much. Uh, visit us at patreon.com slash convop to help us out on a weekly basis or however long it is. I think it's monthly. Um, and stay tuned to this channel. We got a lot of stuff. We had a lot of videos come out last week, and I wanted to just kind of like raise your attention to that because like some of those things get lost in the cracks. You know what I mean? We make a lot of videos, and mm -hmm. I'm trying to figure out what, what the good balance is going to be. Yeah. But in case you've missed it, there's an Elseworlds Exchange where we talk about all kinds of stuff. We've got a back issues that came out last week. We have a comic line that came back. Uh, it's our favorite. One of, it's, a, it's a great show we like to to do where mm -hmm. we just kind of hash out a topic. It's me and Ben talking about turtles. Yeah. Uh, and not just any turtles, but Teenage Mutant Ninja variety. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah. Not like just regular turtles. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. But uh, check those videos out if you have a chance. Just check out the channels. Go to the main page, youtube.com slash compop. Check the main page and just look at what's there. Mm -hmm. we, I also put a bunch of other, I curated a couple of things. So take a look. Very nice. Um, and of course, we are so lucky to have you. Thank you all so much. And we'll see you guys next time with another episode off the rack. Uh, but stay tuned on this channel. Of course, don't forget to like this video, subscribe to our channel, and click the bell for notifications because that's the only way you get notifications. That's the only way you're going to know these things are happening. Yeah. Uh, so that you know when we're going live and we're doing something next. So uh, that's all for now. Thanks a lot for watching. I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. So long, everybody. <laughs> Bye.